people have this perception of youth ministers as being like <laughs> goof-offs. Weird. <laughs> it well, is yeah. crazy <laughs> like that. And, <laughs> and you know. But I think yeah, there's, there's, a place, there's a place in the church for goof-offs. <laughs> Two is this thing on? Welcome to the Cultivating Ministry Podcast: Strategies, Resources, and Conversations Equipping Leaders to Cultivate Healthy Ministry Environments. My name is Chris Lynch, host of the Cultivating Ministry Podcast. Um, hope you all have had yourself a merry little Christmas as we are coming to you after Christmas, uh, wrapping up our Advent series. Which you know, like we said earlier in this thing, we got started a little a few days late, so we're going to end a few days late, but. I take solace in the fact that the wise men didn't get to Jesus at least a few days after Christmas. So <laughs> hopefully you're still in the season. And, and truth be told, it's so busy in the Christmas season, you're probably not listening to this until like February. So I hope your Christmas and New Year were great. Um, and you've you've uh, enjoyed that, that season. Um, we're going to wrap up our Advent discussion this week. Uh, we've, we've talked about three of the four themes of Advent in the last three weeks. Uh, we started with... Um, Oh, hope. And then, oh, hope, like it's a person, you know, oh, hope, hope, you know, hope, you know, um, hope. And then we talk about peace and love. And this week we're going to wrap up talking about joy. We've got Laura and Caroline with me this morning. It's glad to have you guys. I hope Christmas was great. Hope you got all the things from Santa that you wanted. Uh, as we open up, as you introduce yourself this morning, why don't you share uh, with everyone listening what... What, what what brings you or brought you the most joy this Christmas season, or generally speaking, during the Christmas and Advent season? What tends to bring you the most joy? Laura, why don't you start? Um, hi, I'm Laura McLean, um, and I have two little boys, and um, and so just seeing the Christmas and Advent season through their eyes is a joyful experience. Um, we have an elf that visits our house oh, that just God. moves around. He doesn't, he's not a super mischievous elf, which is good because nobody's got time for that. But Ain't nobody got um, time for that. No, that's for sure. But um, they get up super excited in the mornings to go see where the elf has moved, uh, which by the way, Netflix has these little movies about the elves. And they had a little line about, you know, sometimes the humans thinks the think the elves didn't go back to the North Pole because they were sitting in the same spot. But how crazy is that? Don't you have a favorite chair you like to sit in? Which I really appreciated that Netflix threw that one out Thank there. You, Netflix. You know, I'm going I'm to go ahead and say does. I call an earmuffs moment, which in our world means if you've got little kids, <laughs> that I'm going to throw a warning out here. That I don't want to ruin something for somebody. But I'm going to be honest. That whole elf thing, I, it it was the most. Un- I don't want to say annoying. That's really bad, but it was okay. horrific. I, I, you know, as, as a parent, when my kids were younger and I, and now I have older kids, mine are mostly adults. Um, but Cammy, I think was, was involved at the very tail end of things with the elf and Ruthie was all into it when it first started. And have y'all seen the meme going around of there? I, there was a real, I saw the day of, um, what I look like when I wake up in the morning and realize I forgot to move the elf and she's yes. like running and trying to, Oh my, <laughs> if I had a dollar for every time I had done that, I mean, it would be like, they wake up, 
and I would realize, oh crap, I forgot to move the elephants. <laughs> I'd make sure I went ahead of them and I'd be like slyly grab it and just put uh -huh. it in the pocket. And that, I'd have them start looking for it. Go look in your room. And while they're in the room, I go to the bathroom and put it somewhere. <laughs> oh, it was it was rough. I'm glad those <laughs> days are over for me. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. It's one less stress for me. But I'm glad because it did not bring me joy, but I'm glad it brought your boys joy. That's awesome. Absolutely. How about you, Caroline? Hi, I'm Caroline Wood from Western North Carolina. And um, this year, we um, just being together as a family is a special thing. But I will tell you what brings me the most joy during Christmas. And it is on my bucket list. And my husband says I might as well get used to this one not being checked off. But I love Christmas lights. And they're just one time in my life. <clears throat> I'm just going to say this. I'm going to put it out there in the universe. If anybody ever wanted to do anything for me, if they would come make my house a Griswold house oh for Christmas outside, just okay. one time, there, there's a that would make my life. I love Christmas lights. There's a them. show that I happened That's to the other day. I think it was on ABC called like the great Christmas light fight. And Every year. Watch it, it. Oh, do you? I had never seen it, but, but oh, it's fabulous. It was like, I, there was one place they were in Florence, South Carolina of all places, which is one of the districts that I work in in South Carolina. And these people had five acres and all five acres was lit up. I'm like, what in the world? It takes them six months. Six. I'm like, why even take it down? That's what I was going to say at that point. Just leave it up. Just leave it up. Why, why not? not? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, right, whatever. Um, Caroline, doesn't your town do like magical yes. like, Hallmark Our, movie so, lights? Oh, my gosh. Yes. And people come from. Uh, I mean, they drive hours to come. Well, but there's a there's a place that's not far. Yes. From, there's a place not far from Caroline. It's not terribly far from me. It's an hour and a half from me. Probably less than an hour for Caroline. Probably I'm guessing to McCaddenville, which is an old millville. We don't even need McCaddenville. Really? So McCaddenville was an I'm old millville, was an old mill town, and and traditionally initially got started. The mill town would pay your power bill for the month of December. Yep. If you would do your house decorating Christmas lights and people and like, so it's right off of I-85 and huh. there were years where I can remember being like three miles of line on 85 waiting to turn off the exit to ride through it. It, it was, it's awesome. Now there is another. Now, let me of, just say, Chris, yep. that I love McCaddenville for all those of you from McCaddenville. I love McCaddenville lights, <laughs> but after you go through McCaddenville, come on up 85, hit 74 and come to Forest City because <laughs> it it's just an extension. Wait, you just said I don't want to offend all y'all from McCaddenville, like the because whole. Because we town, do have a lot we, of listeners. We've got a lot of listeners in McCaddenville. I'm sure we know this. <laughs> yes, we do. Listen, we're big we in McCaddenville. Huge. We are big in McCaddenville because I love Christmas. Here, Muffet. <laughs> I also have to tell you, there's another little town in uh, in Anderson County called uh, Pelzer. P e l z e r. No, um, wouldn't have guessed a Z in there. Go ahead. You would have. <laughs> no. No. Never. P e l z r. And there's also a West Pelzer, which is across Highway 20. It's and don't blink, you'll miss them both. They're separated by a red light. Um, but they're two different. It's really bizarre. Anyway, in Pelzer, there's there's there are they have the light people, 
And so this, there was, it started off, my understanding, one of my colleagues, I call her the princess of Pelzer because she's from originally from Pelzer. And um, shout out to Kathy Jones. And she said that there was a, they would stand, there were people who would put lights on their body and stand and wave at people as they rode by. Well, then it came this thing. So now you like, you can ride through Pelzer and there are light people at night from like six to nine that are doing wacky, crazy things. And that's kind of fun. Um, that's interesting. You know, I would think the thing it's it's funny while you mentioned your kids. I, um, we went to our our local little project challenge playhouse, which is a school district thing that they have this playhouse that does called plays a year. Ruthie had some friends in it. We went last week. They did they did Elf Junior, and they had one of the kids dressed up as Santa Claus to play the part of Santa Claus. But what I loved was. So there's in, in the Project Challenge Playhouse, there's some chair, there's basically stages up front and there's chair, rows of chairs. And then there's like wall that goes the, around the around the back. That, but that's how you, when you walk in, you walk around that wall into the actual seating area. Well, at the end, Santa Claus gets up on is on top of that wall in the back and the spotlight goes to Santa. And I look to my right and there's this little kid must have been two. And he went absolutely apes pointing my look it's santa it's santa i mean he was Aww. absolutely nuts and it was just the cutest little thing and i think that's Aww. me and, and uh, you know it, it's is watching the 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 magic for kids um uh is is what i love to watch mm-hmm. uh, and and one of these days we'll probably watch it with we'll look forward to that day i have grandkids to do that again so <laughs> Um, that's to me the, the most joyful thing about this season. So let's shift a little bit and talk about joy in terms of ministry. What let's what what do you just kind of as a starting point? We've kind of always started here all four of these things. What what role do you see joy playing in ministry? Um, how does it connect? Uh, what what does it bring to ministry? What role does it play? Any general thoughts that would connect joy to ministry? I mean, I think to be effective, you've got to be joyful because if you don't have joy around your ministry, it's not going to be good. Yeah. I mean, simply put. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) No, there are certainly seasons that we all go through that are not. (laughs) But, um, but I think that overall, if, if, uh, the sense of joy is not there then. Yeah. I would even say, go ahead, Caroline. I was just going to say, um, it is ministry is a place where you get to practice joy because sometimes ministry will try to wring it out of you. (laughs) Yeah. And so if you can, it's a good thing it's a spiritual gift and not something you mm. you attain but you know brain science will tell us we got to practice it you got to practice finding it you got to practice finding those positive things and the things that bring you joy yeah or you'll get bogged down and i think that's especially true in ministry because we go to dark places with people and yeah. we go to yeah. um we get to do a lot of not fun things in addition to a lot of fun things but yep. And I think um, it's, I think it's important cool. too. I think it's important too that we, as you're saying that, as both of you have said that, that we are, that we name the fact that joy and happiness are not the same. 
Right. That you Absolutely. Can, that you can still be joyful and have joy, but not necessarily be happy. Um, right. You know, I, and I think that's that's one of the keys for me. Because if you look to go back to your, you know, spiritual gifts list, you know, you, when they list those in, in, in Galatians, the fruits of the spirit, I think are listed in Galatians, if I'm not mistaken. And it doesn't list happiness as a, as a fruit of the spirit, but it does list joy. And I think that that um, even when we, as we walk through um, our own difficult times, or when we walk through times with with those in our ministry, that that being able to uh, again, and it's not, and that doesn't mean that we have to be happy all the time, and we need to grieve. You know, you want to. It tells us in Scripture to grieve with those who grieve, and and mourn with you know mourn those who mourn, and, and celebrate with those who celebrate. Or I don't, that's the Christmas paraphrase, probably. Um, but you know, so it doesn't mean we have to be happy, happy, happy. We don't have to be the hap, hap, no. happiest, you know, bunch of whatever <laughs> from the nut house. I have to be careful here. We keep this thing generated. Right. But if you know that what I'm talking about from Christmas vacation, you know that you know, you're saying that quote to yourself already. You know, so I think that's that's important. How what is what what does that what does joy look like to y'all or or, or how have you maybe that's that maybe that's not the right question but how have you seen or how have you practiced joy in ministry over the years um, what does that look like practically speaking? Well, my whole philosophy in life is everybody ought to lighten up. You know, there. we take ourselves way too seriously. Yeah, and so you know we've all seen. I think maybe one of the number one fears is of everybody's public speaking. So we all we've seen people stand up in church, you know, and and kind of shaking even just to make an announcement. Mm -hmm. So if if and I have learned to embrace my awkward and my weird and my whatever and just be who I am. And I have this inner awkward like Jerry Lewis. Those of you who are younger will not know who Jerry Lewis is. Go look him up. He was Dean. Jane was here. She could Google it for us. <laughs> that is the truth. But Although he was this <laughs> awkward. He would play this awkward, really funny guy, slapstick sort of comedy thing. And um, and so I have an inner Jerry Lewis that comes out sometimes. Like, <laughs> And you just have to. I think, again, it comes back to vulnerability when we are our mm. true selves rather than trying to be perfect or to be, mm. you know, without anything. It draws people to us yep. rather than repels them. So it, it's just about being your authentic self and finding things to that bring you joy. Yep. And Chris, you're right. Happiness is based on happenings. Mm. that's good you know and joy is a fruit of the spirit it yep. it can always be there and it doesn't you know we think of joy as an emotion or as and it can be that's really joyful that was a really joyful time but but you can also have joy in the midst of grief in the midst of anger in the midst of any other kind of emotion. And I, you know, I have said this to churches before. I think it's working with them is I think it's ironic that 
you know, as, as kids, we sing that song, I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart and, and talks about that joy coming from God. So you think that if that if if God is the source of joy, the ultimate source of joy is is from God. You would think that a church would be the most joyful place in the world. But yet you walk into so many of our churches on a Sunday morning and it's like the stoic look of misery. It's like, welcome to the welcome to the <laughs> Welcome to the house of misery where we love God and love people. And it's like, <laughs> what in the world? And so that's one of the reasons I, I have, you know, I can remember being a kid growing up in the church and, and, and I always felt like that, that if that, like the cardinal sin, that if I ever ran in church that as a kid, that I was going to go straight <laughs> to hell because you don't run in church, it, you know? And I love to watch kids no happiness. in church. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what in the world? I, I so I'm like, I, I, heck, we had, when I worked at Trinity for a while, do you remember when those Razor scooters were cool? Mm-hmm. Well, I I worked at, so I worked, the church that I worked at at Trinity, it was almost, it was literally the better part of a city block from the gym where my office was to the main office. And of course, they was all handicap accessible. And so, but because of the grade of the oh. place, you had to go up, like, let's see, one, two, I think there were three ramps you had to go up from my office to the to the main office. But on the way back, you went down those ramps. So we had a yard sale and we had a, a, a razor scooter that I don't think got sold. So instead of sending that bad boy to the to the Haven Arrest thrift shop, I kept it and I put it in my office. Well, I'd ride that scooter up to the I'd kick my way up to the to the office. <laughs> But my, but then I would play this game with myself where I would try to get started at the top of the, at, at the, at the thing and see if I could make it all down to my office and use the ramp as like, to get, I had to get to the next ramp, you know, I'm sure people. <clears> and you're still it. alive to tell the story. I am. Well, it's also really weird that people have this perception of youth ministers as being like <clears throat> goof offs. Weird. <laughs> well, it is yeah. crazy <laughs> like that. And, <laughs> and, you know. But I think golly, I, there's there's a place there's a place in the church for goof offs for crying no, out loud. We that probably need true. more goof offs in the church. That is true. And that'll yes, you so know I, um, I, I you know I just it's just be real. You know it's like yeah. now I'm thinking about social media and be real, which makes me laugh. Um, <laughs> I was I forgot where I was that day and. Either Cami or Ruthie goes, oh, it's be real time. And I, I love it when I'm with them. I get to be in there, be real. It's really fun. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. Well, any other, what other thoughts you have around joy and, and ministry? I, well, how do you, when, when you feel, what have you found to be a practices or, or habits or whatever you want to have found for you that when you get to those points where you don't feel like there's a lot of joy in, 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 in you during ministry or through ministry or in your ministry. How do you um, inject joy into, into ministry? If you find any practices or, or things that you do that are kind of go-tos that, that help you inject joy into ministry. A lot of times I think it is taking a step away and taking some, you know, <clears throat> taking some time because yeah, I mean, I, I think I've said this with every everything we've talked about, hope, joy, peace. Now I'm going through the Love. gifts, the fruits of the spirit. Yeah, yep. instead of the but um but taking some time and making sure that I'm well connected in my life 
with Christ. Because again, you know, we've talked about you can't fill from an empty cup. And so often when I'm not feeling that joy, it's mine is empty. And so of course I can't share that with others too. So I've got to take a, take a break and um, look at filling that up for myself. Yeah. Which, which speaks to that, that thing that we talk about so often of, of balance of, of, because listen, every, I guess every career can, can become this if it it is allowed to, but I think ministry um, there's a tendency in ministry that, that it consumes us more so than, but because there are not always set hours. Like if you work at, at Walmart, you know, you've got the 11 to seven shift or you've got the, three to 12 shift or whatever. And you go, you're on and then you're off. Yep. And we ministry. Nobody's calling you at home to. Uh-huh, right. Do a right. Can you, can, can you come stock these shelves for us? We're out of toilet paper in aisle seven, you know? Right. So, um, but in ministry, you, you know, we can all share, I'm sure a gazillion experiences of getting a call where you had to, to jump back on the clock, so to speak. Um, and and because there is a connection, I think between I, I, as a as someone who is called to ministry, that that's it's it's hard to separate that call to ministry as our quote unquote career and job from my spiritual walk. You right. know, I can, I can often remember in, in trainings and that sort of things where people who are teaching trainings around. Um, ministry you know saying you know that that your your personal time with god has to be separate from preparing for a bible study for your youth you know and but those but often or or for adults or whoever when I, for me it was youth ministry and that was always that was a that was a challenge for me because it was like i it was either, i was like hey i've been in the bible for a day i don't need to spend time with god you know what i'm saying and, and so right. because it, it almost becomes one and the same and so having an, an, an identity outside of my relationship with God must have an identity outside of what I do for ministry um, in order to, to tap again, to tap into that source of joy. Chris, I can't agree with you more because I mean, as many times as we've done this podcast and I've been on it, I think it comes back to me for every time is about how we are taking care of our souls. Yeah. And how we because you're right, preparing a sermon, preparing a lesson, preparing whatever that is separate from from how are you experiencing God and where are you experiencing God? Where are you seeing God? And there is so much joy in that. I hope I never get used to or desensitized from the awe and wonder of just seeing god like when you describe that little kid talking about yep. santa such joy i hope i never get used to that mm-hmm. yeah for sure uh you said that use the word wonder um mike yakinelli who's one of the kind of he'd be on the mount rushmore for youth ministry there was a mount rushmore he mm-hmm. was the head of youth specialties for years he wrote a book that i still have that i don't need to read it. i haven't read it in a while but it's called Dangerous Wonder. And he talks about mm. that as we, as adults, that there is, and that's exactly what that kid was experiencing in that play is he was experiencing the wonder of Christmas. And Mike talks about that as we age, that we have a natural innate wonder in us as kids. We're naturally curious. 
we're naturally in awe and those kind of things. But as we age, we as like as we quote unquote figure life out, we tend to lose that wonder. And I and he was a great example of someone who never really lost that wonder. I think um, of of God, mm-hmm. that wonder of faith. And um, I just love that that idea and of of how do we keep that? I think wonder and joy in my mind are are, are tied pretty close together. Mm-hmm. Um, any other any other thoughts or, or questions y'all want to throw out there about about wonder about about wonder? I'm shifting the topic. We're talking about joy, <laughs> not wonder. I've already messed it up. Um, I, you know I, I, that's pretty a conversation. Not any other thoughts y'all have around joy. For the, um, the go ahead, Caroline. Do you have something? Well, I'll just I'll just tell you. Um, you know, my family's had a really tough year. We're coming up on an anniversary of losing my son, and mm-hmm. um, I cannot say enough about how God has been present, mm-hmm. and um. You know, people say weird things. We don't know what to say Mm -hmm. to people who've lost children. And people will say all kinds of things. And and they mean really well. And so sometimes, you know, I'd rather laugh than cry. Because I can't, I don't have a pretty cry, I ugly cry. And so I try not to in public. I try to keep that tucked in, you know. (laughs) Not everybody (laughs) needs to see me ugly cry. (laughs) <laughs> and um, so, uh, you know, I just taught my kids and I've said this to them their entire lives. If you learn to laugh at yourself, you'll have a lifetime of entertainment. Mm-hmm. And so I have just laughed and laughed and laughed at things people have said, at things, <laughs> you know, where I've seen stuff that Doug would have just he hauled over. Yeah. And it's been um, something that's brought me comfort and joy and uh, and cultivated that joy in the midst of, of the grief that our family's experiencing. But there hasn't been a time where we've all been together that, um, that we haven't laughed or we haven't um, um, just remembered just something funny and... And I can't explain it. You know, yeah. people ask and they say, how are you doing? And I say, uh, terribly wonderful yeah. hmm. or awfully good. Or, or wonderfully <laughs> terrible. Yeah, either or. Yeah. Wonderfully terribly. And um, it's not something I'd wish for anybody else to go through, although I know that's unrealistic. But um It's just, I have been acutely aware of the spiritual gift of joy Mm. through this entire experience. And without that joy, I, and without Jesus, I just don't know how people make it. And unfortunately, some don't. And, and that's just, that's why I do what I do so that they can and spread that joy. That's powerful, Caroline. Thank you for sharing yes, that. It I know it's Thank not you. easy. Um, you know, I I think uh, I don't. It's probably the best place to wrap up um, the conversation. But I will say this, and I, I I didn't comment on my own question about 
how do you inject joy? And I think part of that too is finding your people mm-hmm. um, and knowing who your people are, because there are, and I would, I hope I shouldn't assume that everybody has what I have. Um, and I am very, and I'm keenly aware and grateful for that, but I have, first of all, family, like you mentioned, um, mm-hmm. but I have a couple of sets of folks, the the folks that are involved in cultivators, one group of it. And then I have my little, yeah. We we had our we have our little wolf wolf pack you know group that 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 doesn't matter what's going on in life I I can find joy in those two groups and in my family yes so there there are beyond I don't want to say beyond God because those are God ordained absolutely and God's a part of those those things but beyond just personal time with God I think God um I hope there I hope you as you listen have your group, your posse, your tribe, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> of people that that are are a source of joy for you. And, and when you feel yourself getting those points where what you're doing is not joyful and you get frustrated with the church or with the 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 ministry you're leading, that you have somewhere else you can turn to to find that joy. Because I think like we said at the very top, to go full circle, uh without joy ministry is is very different and i would say it's it's a whole lot less effective and in order to be the best version of yourself you need to know where those sources of joy are so find some joy hopefully you found joy during the season but as we mentioned with all of these advent things we focus on these four themes during advent but those are themes that we hopefully and, and could and should and to be the best people we are or can be um finding those finding hope love peace and joy throughout the year is going to make us more effective in our ministry. I, I, I can't get my phone to open up to give you the random fact of the week. I, I told Laura and, and Caroline that I had this great <laughs> idea this morning that about doing a, a Christmas random fact. I should have been doing it the last three episodes. So I apologize. But if you're <laughs> listening, you get a bonus because I've got a Christmas random fact. You guys ready? Jingle bells was originally a Thanksgiving song. What? Yeah. Jingle Bells was originally a Thanksgiving song. Now you're all going dashing through the snow. I know, yeah. One horse open sleigh. It must have been set in Ohio if it was going to be snowing. (laughs) (laughs) Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, Jingle Bells. There's nothing about noodles, though. That's a fact. That's a fact. Jingle Bells was written Jingle Bells was written by James Lord Piermont in 1857. 1857. I think it's almost 200 years old. For wow. his church's Thanksgiving concert. I didn't know churches. Hmm. Does your church have a Thanksgiving concert? We actually used to. Oh, we don't really? anymore. But it was like a like a community wide Thanksgiving concert that several churches came together and did. It was real tender. Oh. Now I've heard of Thanksgiving, like you know, um, Thanksgiving services. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of Thanksgiving concert. However, over the years, it became more closely associated with Christmas and is now one of the most popular holiday songs. Hmm. Who'd have thought? Do you think he ever envisioned that um, it would be turned into Jingle Bells, Batman Smells, Robin Laid an Egg? <laughs> I'm sure that was. Because that's the version I hear a whole lot around my house. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Yes, I'm sure that was right. I bet he, you know, I'm sure he wrote it. He thought, what could I write that would turn into Jingle Bells, Batman (laughs) Smells, Robin Laid an Egg? 
<laughs> that, that's yeah. exactly the that was the inspiration behind Jingle Bells. I mean, what I want to know is be. what I want to know is like why is there not mention of turkey and dressing and football? If it's a Thanksgiving yeah. songs, we should have had at least had you know Jingle a Bells, feast. Jingle Bells, Jingle all the way. Eat some turkey. I'm gonna have a something something oh, huh? and watch football all day. Hey, do what? But in the 1800s, watching football, right? It was 18 something. Oh yeah, 1857. I don't guess football was invented by then. <laughs> but if he knew, he, but if he knew it was going to be Batman, well, I mean, Batman wasn't around he, either. So if we're going to go off the rails, right? He, he's a <laughs> come he's a, on. He was Nostradamus. At yes, the time. <laughs> what I want to know is, I want to know is who's bold enough to name their kid Lord as their middle name. James Lord Piermont. I mean, wow. it's like, it'd be like me naming my kid, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy Jesus Lynch. Yeah. Or something like that. Well, and it, and that was 1800 years after. So they had yeah. to be bold. Wow. I guess so. Anyway, hope that brings you a little <laughs> bit of joy this season. Uh, thanks for hanging in with us. We, we hope that you have found the entire series, the, the conversation today about joy, the previous episodes around uh, peace, love, and hope helpful for you in this season as, as you've walked through Advent, as you've now experienced uh, Christmas and the celebration of of the birth of of of, uh, of God of God's Son Jesus here on this earth. Um, I, I was reminded of this this week of if you've never heard, um, oh shoot, what's the guy's name who does the rest of the story? Uh, um, oh, Caroline, what's his name? Andy. No. Paul. Uh, Paul. Paul. Right. Um, um, now oh my gosh! Oh anyway, go, gosh. Google, go, go. Here's the rest of the story. Uh -huh. Yep, and now the rest of the story. Uh, anyway, he has a thing called oh, about the birds. He has a thing about the birds. About it's fantastic reminder of of why it was critical. And Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey. Thank you. You got Paul it. Harvey the birds. Go look it up. Listen to that if you have it this season. It's a great reminder of the need we had for Christ and the fact that God answered that need um, in the form of Jesus here on earth. Uh, thanks for listening as always. Again, hope you had a great holiday season. Hope you have a fantastic new year. Uh, we'll see you next week to celebrate the new year here on the Cultivating Ministry Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Cultivating Ministry Podcast. Strategies, resources, and conversations equipping leaders to cultivate healthy ministry environments. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like, rate, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. We would love to connect with you on social media, so follow Cultivate Group, that's C-U-L-T-I-V, the number eight group, on Instagram and Facebook. And check out our website at cultivategroup.org, that's C-U-L-T-I-V, the number eight, group.org. Thanks for listening. See you next time.